Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. All right. Hey, everybody. We're back again with the last episode of the Babylon Pastors Podcast this month. But so, are you going to answer my questions? That's what they're thinking. Did you get to my questions? <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're going to answer every one of them in this. So uh, this episode is probably going to be about nine hours long. So put your seatbelts um, on, kids. <laughs> actually, if we were going by the last few that were like an hour long, it, this is probably going to be more like 15 hours long or something like that. <laughs> so no, we're not going to answer every question that came because that would be a ridiculous amount of um, time. But that said a lot of the questions were kind of similar ish and so hopefully we answered two or three questions by answering one uh, for mm -hmm. some of you guys uh, but today uh, the question is uh, that we do a short question and then a more lengthy answer short which question. yeah quotes is right because as we've discovered terrible at that but, um, <clears throat> the the shorter question is uh, how important is attending an official church? Mm -hmm. For example, if there isn't one of your confession nearby. Now, the first part of that question, easy answer, right? Piece of cake. And, and we'll answer that probably here too. But um, the second part is where it becomes a good question, actually, um, that uh, scripture in and of itself probably doesn't, uh, like you're not going to point to a specific verse or set of verses that will answer that question. Um, so this is, it's a good question to start with. All right. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> so like you said, the first part is easy. Should yeah. you tend to church? Yes. I mean, uh, you are designed to be part of community by nature anyway. Um, and then there is no instance in the early church where you're not part of a community of faith. Now, Obviously, uh, the way that looked and the way we kind of do it might be a little different, but there was sure. there was singing of songs, there was praising of God, there was proclama proclamation of the word. Um, so those things are the similarities. So, uh, yeah, duh, you should go. I don't. You have. There's no biblical basis for you not to be a part of a community of believers uh, as a believer. Uh, the second part is going to be a little bit more difficult. My short answer on this, because I'm going to try to be really good and be short on this one, is that um, if there's some, if there's not a church near you, now again, near is a very fluid term. I drive an hour to work every day. Some people think that's crazy that they have to drive 15 minutes to work. So close to you is probably a, um, it, it differs for everybody. But uh, yeah. I know people that literally drive an hour to get to a church that, that has the same confession because that's that important to them that they do that. Um, so there's a couple resources I'll shoot out real quick to you. Uh, these are obviously uh, within my vein of thought, and I'm sure there's some in not my vein of thought that exists too, but uh, Nine Marks has a church finder that's, uh, that I would suggest. Uh, Acts 29 has a uh, church finder that I would suggest as well. And all those church finders are is that these networks of churches uh, that share the theology and the theological convictions, uh, they, they've gotten together and they've made it very easy for you to type in your, uh, your zip code. And it's going to tell you where the closest one is to you to go to. Uh, now, for a lot of us, that's going to be pretty close. I mean, you're talking about 20, 
20, 30 minutes away at most. Some is going to be an hour. But uh, what it comes down to for me is this, how important it is, how important it is it for you that you be in a church that, um, that, um, that shares your uh, theology, that teaches from the Bible in uh, a certain way. Um, I hesitate to say the correct way, but I mean, in a way that, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying, um, that actually, here's the important thing. Here, here's where I will be very firm on, uh, without saying correct way, that actually preaches an exegetical sermon that digs out just the beauty of who God is and declares that. Um, how important is that to you? And if it's really important, you're not going to care to drive an hour because you're going to be fed. You're going to grow. Uh, you are going to uh, know the Lord better because of those, that family. So um, those, that's the short of it that I got. So. Yeah. And this, again, this is another short answer question that could be an entire episode, to be honest. So I, I think the, the first part of that totally, totally agree that yeah. um, we're, we're made for community, right? Like um, the, the first I have written in my notes, the very first thing that God said wasn't good is that Adam was alone. Right. And uh, so, uh, and that, that goes further than just husband, wife, he was alone. You know, there were no other human beings. Right. And that, that wasn't good. Right. And um, God made a nation of Israel, not just a dude in Abraham. Um, Jesus had disciples, not a disciple. Uh, the, the church, um, the first church as it began in Acts, as we see it forming there, it was community. It was all about community. You cannot be a Christian that is learning and being discipled and, you know, being um, uh, taken through sanctification, being uh, whittled away at, get the rough edges off you. You can't do that effectively in mm -hmm. any case alone you just can't um it's it's not it's not how we were created even even god himself has revealed himself in a trinity mm -hmm. of three persons so yeah you can um think about that really hard and still not get it but um the the i think like like you said find a find a local church um a local is relative, right? Yeah, it's totally so fluid. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think it, it is, if there's nothing like, like you were talking about, if there's nothing like that in reach and I mean, I'm, I live in North Dakota, right? Like that's, that could be a legitimate thing. Like there's <laughs> nothing like that in, in reach. So, um, one, it would depend on what your confession as you worded it of church is, right? So if, if there's a church that's sort of like-minded, right, that, that isn't preaching heresy or anything like that, um, but that you disagree with on some things, let me say this and preface next month by saying Calvinists and Arminians are both in my church and it's fine. Mm -hmm. No one's head is exploding. Um. And, and that's the way that it should be. There are lots and lots and lots of secondary things that are, that are not like salvation level issues that you can, you can put up with and even have good dialogue with. So don't let those secondary things make you go, I'm not going to church, right? I'm not going to be a part of community. Um, that's not, 
you can't paint a picture biblically um, that's going to justify that. Um, you know, the other two options are uh, like like you said, Michael, drive further, find one that that does fit really well, or plant one. I don't know. That's a really big one, though. So yeah, that would that would just be... tackle that lightly. <laughs> like, well, I'll just make one myself. Okay, Bob. <laughs> there's a couple steps here. Now I'm gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> And by the way, what I, I can I can uh, probably without question affirm that Rob does not mean uh, you and your wife and your kids are your own little church and you've planted something. That does not count. <laughs> That's your planted church. <laughs> First church of my name. That's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I say that jokingly, but I know of people that have done that. So yeah. So just yeah. heads up there. Uh, all right. Hey, I think we did pretty good on that short question. I hope so. I don't, I'm not the one with the timer, so it felt shorter. <laughs> okay. Woo. Oh, all right. So let's go into the second one and see if we can keep this baby under an hour. Maybe. Yeah, this time. So <laughs> the, the longer, if, if you're just now starting to listen or watch this stuff, we has so far tried to keep it at a half an hour. Impossible. This entire month, it's impossible oh because of what you guys are asking. You deserve so, cookies. Great job. Cookies. <laughs> yeah. So if <laughs> if you're mad about how long this is taking, it's really your fault. So, uh, <laughs> Man, <laughs> that was that was quick. It's just no, not me. Totally you. <laughs> yeah, I pulled an Adam there. All right. Um, oh, that's a um, that's a Bible joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you didn't get that. Pay really close attention. Um, why did God make us if he knew of the evil that would happen? All right. Woo. Yeah. I um, can only imagine that you mean um, pizza that is not traditional like pepperoni or pepperoni and sausage because that is the evil that has. So really the question could be worded. Why did God create us if he knew we were going to put pineapple on it? Preach. Now who's <laughs> preaching? You know, I mean, organ. Um, so I think this is rooted a, a couple of different things. So here's the thing. This is definitely not the first time or last time this question will ever be asked because I think no. it comes up a lot. I mean, it just naturally comes up in your head because you hear about God and how good he is. And then you look around and you go, wow, a lot of this could have been avoided. And there's a clip and I I've tried to find it. If I find it by the time this goes live, I'll post it in the comment section. If not, you have to look for it yourself. But there is a uh, Q&A that John MacArthur's doing, and this little kid gets up, and he uh, can't be more than like eight years old, and he goes, um, <clears throat> why did God create us if uh, he could have just been like, no, poof, and not let us do that? And like, it's funny, but at the same time, like even an eight-year-old is being like, there's something, like why? That's yeah, a legit question. Yeah. yeah. And so it uh, really showed that kid's maturity. And um, I, I don't promise to be able to quote this exactly or even close, but uh, MacArthur, basically the sum up summation is probably what we're going to say here in a minute anyway, was that um, you wouldn't fully be able to know all of who God was if you didn't see all of his aspects, like every piece of him. And you're only able to see that, uh, the, the holiness of who God is. So the justice and the mercy and everything that flows from those two things. Uh, if you don't have uh, sin and rebellion and things like that. Now he could have created, you know, uh, people that didn't do that and um, that just were robots. 
Um, <laughs> but he obviously robots don't understand community. I mean, to tie it to the first question, uh, they don't understand, like we are built for community. We understand community and part of community is love and discipline and faithfulness and just, I mean, it's every ass attribute of who God is and that is, is built in sort of in this, in community. So if there wasn't a fall, we wouldn't understand justice or mercy or grace. Um, and that's basically what he said um, was that he, first of all, God didn't create evil. He, he created us with the ability um, to, to, to choose. And I'm sure we'll talk about that next month too. In the, uh, when we talk about Arminian and Calvinism, but it's the idea that we wouldn't understand like who he was, like how good he was um, if there wasn't evil. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You, uh, I, I think we could make that the short answer question and just leave. I mean, honestly, because yeah. that, that's, that really is the case. I there, so there's a certain level of that question that I don't think anyone can answer fully. Yeah. Right? Totally agree. But, but it's, it's the same kind of hypothetical as saying, well, why didn't God make giraffes in his image? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What if, right? What yeah. if God would have fill in the blank, right? No, whatever, yeah. So it's the same kind of thing, although I get it, right? Um, if um, you grew up and dad beat you and beat mom and um, was abusive in other ways and yelled and screamed and uh, killed the neighbor boy, I, you know, like you yeah. could list all these atrocities and these things, um, abortion, right? Like why did why did God if this, right? So it's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate question that hits at the heart of, of the struggle mm -hmm. of humanity, right? Like you, you can look around and see that things are broken. It is not difficult. And the very first natural reaction is to look up and go, why, mm -hmm. <laughs> why did you do this? And I think, um, you can look back at history and see the Hitlers and the Stalins and the, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and, and ask that same question. It's a question that I think um, no matter how we answer it, there's going to be probably multiple people that are going to hear the answer and go, that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, um, not so. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Not to make this the Job month of podcasting, but I think, I mean, again, we've mentioned it like every episode, but yeah, I think it goes back to that same thing, the end of Job. So Job obviously is suffering all sorts of atrocities, um, but there, there are horrible things that are happening. But at the end, he admits the fact that I don't control any of it. You're the one in control of all of it. Like, um, and Job doesn't question why couldn't everything just be like, he doesn't like, it's not, why couldn't everything just be good? Like, why didn't you just do that? Um, after God shows him everything that he's like, everything that God's created, like when he shows Job that, um, the response is, oh, okay. Okay. So that's it. Like I get it now. I, I as far as full as he can get it, understand it. So uh, to me, like you said, this could really be the short question. But it gets back to the fact that, one, we're not going to understand it ever. No, I mean, we can answer it with, you know, the like I did at the beginning. Like, we wouldn't know all these attributes. But at the end of the day, like you said, that's not going to be good enough for some people. So at that point, 
to me, it comes back to the whole Job scenario where Job just goes, okay, you're God. Like, okay. (laughs) Um, And he doesn't question it anymore. He's just, he goes, I mean, he's, and that's something that I think we don't all like where I said in a previous episode, we all kind of can connect with Job in the sense that we say, Oh, now we see who you are. But in a real, real way, we're also disconnected from that because Job got to see and experience something that as far as I know, no one else has like God literally said, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. And just look, 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 look. And when he went through all that, he's just like, I got it. Okay. (laughs) It's just this real sense of, I have no right to question you like at all, like this understanding of, and I love how God intros that because sometimes when we ask this question, we're like, you better answer. And God's like, all right, put your pants on, big boy. Let's do it. Like that. I, <laughs> right, yeah. I forget the exact wording, but that's the gist of it. All right. That, you want to question me? Man up. Then. Let's an, go. That's how the message worded it is. <laughs> put your pants on, big Probably. I, that's <laughs> probably not wrong. But it's just a matter where God's like, if you want to ask questions, let's do it. But you're going to man up and you're going to, this is what you're going to see. And, um, you know, not to oversimplify it, but like you said, you're never going to have an answer that's going to answer this question for everybody. But at the end of the day, for me, it's like, I don't know. And that's okay with me that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, the more, uh, the, the closer that you get to God, right. The more, not, not the better that you get at acting. Right. But, but honestly, the, the closer your relationship with God, the longer you've known him and loved him and cherished him and all that, um, the, the more, even with the hardest questions you can look and, and say, I don't get it, but you rock, right. But you're amazing. And I love you and, and I'll get it someday. So not to dive into next month. Oh uh, no, let's do this. Because but, this is going to be, it's going to be like the reward. This is going to be a short one for all the three long ones. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so ne- next month we're going to be, I, I already know we're going to be in uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Romans nine. chapter nine. Right. And one of the things that Paul says in here, so they're, they're not talking about this question at hand necessarily, but, um, but it does, it is related. Right. And uh, Paul says, um okay so i'm i'm just going to i'm just going to read a a little bit right sure. so he says uh he's talking about uh, how it looks it looks uh, mysteriously like god might be holding people accountable for things that he has chosen for them right and how that looks like i don't know about this this looks like god is a jerk and and immoral again mm-hmm. here we go yeah, right another question yeah um, so uh this is paul's answer to that um he says in verse 19 of chapter 9 you will say to me then why does he still find fault for who resists his will on the contrary who are you o oh man who he's going to job for this right yeah. on the contrary who are you o oh man to to answer uh who answers back to god the thing molded will not say to the molder why did you make me like this will it or does not the potter have right over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for common use what if god although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known 
endured much patience, uh, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction. And he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory. So that one line, right, has to do with kind of the conversation that we're having now even, right? That uh, he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy. That would be us Christians, mm -hmm. right? Like um, you would not know the goodness of God if you did not know the depravity and the just despicableness of sin mm -hmm. and everything that goes along with that, everything that it brings. So for instance, this is a, a crappy way to say this, but it's, it's going to make the point that if, if the, um, the person, the hypothetical person from earlier, if that person had not known his father and abuse and the things that go along with that, <clears throat> then they would um, have a less clear vision, honestly, of how good the heavenly father is, as opposed to that. If you don't know what evil looks like, you will never understand that good is a thing. Mm -hmm. and so. Um, the, the heart behind this question or the, the, why did God make us if he knew of the evil that would happen? It really sounds like the base question, like we've been talking about is why did God allow evil or did God create evil or why did, why is there evil in the world? If God is good, mm -hmm. it's all kind of related. And, um, and, and in my mind, God allowed evil to happen. He knew it would happen. He's known from all eternity and, um, I'm going to make these people and they're going to jack some stuff up. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much everything. Um, but, but he, he did that specifically so that we would have a clearer and, and more glorious picture of who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it comes back. I mean, so an example where you were talking that came to mind, and this is obviously a very, it's unperfect example, but like, so I, growing up, had a concept of what love was, right? So I saw my mom and dad. I was very lucky, still lucky. My mom and dad are still married. They love each other. Like, I saw that relationship. So I had a concept of that. Um, but it wasn't until I got married that I was like, oh, wow. Okay, you can love a person like this. Like, you can, like, obviously, your love for your parents is totally different than your love for your, your spouse. And it's just like, wow, this is what love is. Mm -hmm. And then my kids came along. And I was like, holy cow, how can you love a person this much? And obviously that example, it only works up to a point, but the idea is that like you, we have this concept of what goodness is, but going back to your point, if we didn't know, like we, we could say, oh, God's good and, and, and say that and understand. And we like, oh, we know that, like we had knowledge know that. But if we didn't, like you said, see the evil and understand that he rescues us from that, it's a whole different type of understanding of what love is. It's a totally different, like you knew it before and now you experience it. Like it's an experience, which goes again back to Job when he says, I know, but now I see. Right. Uh, so it's just a matter of like, obviously that example only goes to a point, but hopefully you guys understand what I'm saying here. Like, like, yeah, you could know that God is love and God is good. And people say that all the time. Um, but then they get saved and they're like, I heard it my whole life in church, but now like, wow, I know it. 
and and the big difference there, the big switchover is just that. Like you, you now know how sinful you were. Like you said, oh, I'm bad. But now you like, you know. Um, and knowing that opens up that whole door to understanding just how loving he is. Like you can tell, and you've probably, if you guys talk to people about Jesus at all, um, people are going to say, oh yeah, I know who Jesus is. You don't have a, like, you don't know who Jesus is. Like, um, and not to, I'll put a nice little bow on this whole month, but like, like you, you can say, you know, who Jesus is, but until you know that no matter what sin you are in, no matter how far off you are, no matter how much you're holding on to whatever gives you identity outside of Christ until you give that, like, you like, I, I get it. Like how bad I am, um, how far I am. And you understand his good grace, despite that, that thing, like, um, like you wouldn't have that understanding if it wasn't for that evil. So yep. anyway, I can't wait for next month. Yeah, me neither, man. <laughs> I've, this is going to be amazing. Oh, I feel like um, just to preface, since this is going to be the short episode of the month here, uh, just kind of lead you guys into what will be next week uh, when we talk, we start talking about Tulip. Um, hey, actually, that's good. You want to you kind of tease that out real quick in case somebody doesn't know Tulip, like what that is or anything about it? You want to tease out what we're talking about next month? Oh, you're testing me, bro. All right. Oh, yeah, that's, you so, got a computer in front of you? <laughs> just yeah, Google it. That's true. Uh, well, uh, let me just tell you what I know already. Now, um, so it just some people would know it as the five points of Calvinism, which historically is actually just five points of rebuttal against James Arminius yes. who started it. <laughs> um, but uh, so this is why we're calling the celebrity death match. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Calvin had these boxing gloves and um, no. So, so the total depravity, let's see if I, if I have the phrasing correctly. So uh, total depravity is the T Um and the U would be, um, uh, I'm, I'm testing. I got it here. I got the answers for you. Man. Uncon- Unconditional. Um, uh, um, uh, in- We're about to have one. Great. Unconditional babies. No, I'm just kidding. Election. Who's pregnant? Election. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. So unconditional election. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, um, and then, uh, the L so limited atonement, that's going to be a, a big one probably that people will have issues with. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and limited atonement is just essentially, um, on the surface, the one liner for limited atonement is that, uh, Jesus died for some people. Uh, so in uh, not not all people so it that it's a lot deeper than that right there's gonna be a whole episode and i promise bro i have no idea how we're gonna get through each of those in 30 minutes look guys we started you off light with 30 minute episodes we're gonna get like hour and hour and a half <laughs> yeah <laughs> just instead of watching the lord of the, lord rings, of the rings trilogy <laughs> extended edition directors watch one of our episodes so uh, uh we don't have orcs we though so i don't know if yeah we got no elves or orcs so and then we're, you got we're, we're in the what L uh, we're in, we're, i is 
I, I should have this all written down somewhere. I, I know what these are. Irresistible grace. I'm going to help you out because I'm feeling like bad that I put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I, P, which is preservation of the saints. Now, I don't know these by heart either. I had to look them up. So Preservation of the saints is that you can't lose your salvation. Yeah. Right. Um, and um, irresistible grace is an interesting one also. And it, it's... Uh, essentially that you because of total depravity because you're dead in your trespasses and um, dead people don't get up and make decisions to follow christ um because of total depravity there's this irresistible grace and that's the thing god if god calls you you can't say no because he's revealed to you himself and there's there's no like you don't want to say no but because of who he is it would be impossible that's that's the idea so we'll talk about that. And in case you've never heard of that before, let me inform you, it's quite a divisive subject <laughs> on them here, internets, on the Googles yeah. and whatnots. Yeah, people are going to, so um, there, there's a certain group in the audience that's probably going to get really busted up about the homosexuality yeah. episode and some other stuff. Um, you got nothing whole, on cage stage Calvinism. <laughs> yeah, a whole, a whole different group is going to get upset by the month of april that's cool that's we, are here, we are here we are here to equally apparently offend everyone <laughs> yes we are equal opportunity offenders yes yeah you know what uh just came to mind that i think will never happen but would be entertaining um if we got alex jones to come on here and talk about total <laughs> that would be entertaining for sure <laughs> i don't know about informational let me yeah. tell you about total property. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Armageddon is predestined. Okay. All right, guys. Guns. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you uh, for sending in your questions. I appreciate you. If you have, uh, I appreciate you if you haven't made it through the way all these episodes either. But, oh, my. Yeah. Uh, but if you have, congratulations. If you have an hour commute, this has been perfect for you. Like, just from start to finish, we got you covered, man. And if you have a 15-minute commute, I'm sorry that we wasted your whole week on an episode. So, yeah, and got you fired for listening to this during your work hours. Yeah, so anyway, guys, we appreciate you watching. Uh, leave a, uh, a comment or a rating if you're on the iTunes. And uh, subscribe. But only good ones. Yeah. Only good ratings. Apparently only good ratings. They yeah. can't give negative stars. So the worst we can get is one. And in my book, you still gave me something. So thank you. <laughs> if you really want to make me mad, just don't rate me at all. Just, just don't. Hmm. So anyway, guys, thank you for watching, subscribing, doing all those key buzzwords. And follow us over on the Instagrammies and the YouTubies and the Facebookies. Because that's where your aunt and uncle are. Everybody, them on the Facebookies. So I'll talk to you later. See you next month when we make, well, uh, different people mad. <laughs>